You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. And thanks for joining us. We are on the eve of the big one here at Albion Park. The Grand Circuit Race takes centre stage tomorrow night, part of a 10-race program. The first race at 5.14. The main race, race number eight, set down for decision at 8.50. And we're coming to you live from Albion Park this morning. And it's the calm before the storm, but glorious skies in front of us right now. Normally, each and every year, black's a fake night. It hasn't been the best night weather-wise, but tomorrow night... It's a, a great forecast, and if today's anything to go by, we are set for an absolute crackerjack night tomorrow night. Can he do it? This boom pace, a leap to fame he's taken all before him. It started at Reckliff with that scintillating victory in the patrons' purse. He brought out the power game when he was able to score in the rising sun, and it was utter brilliance that saw him shoot the victory last week in the sunshine sprint. But this is the grand final moment for leap to fame looking to create history by becoming the first horse to win the three big races in the same season. The Rising Sun, only three years young, but no horse has been able to win the Rising Sun. Sunshine Sprint and the Blanks are fake. He's got a chance tomorrow night. He's got more than a chance. He is a clear favourite. Jared Daffy's been part of our coverage, not only uh, with radio, but with uh, Sky Thoroughbred Central and Sky Racing Active during the carnival. And uh, Jared, as I say good morning to you, we are witnessing greatness, aren't we? Good morning, Chris. We certainly are. It's, it's been fabulous to be there and be part of it, uh, albeit in, in a small way, and really looking forward to tomorrow night. I'll tell you what, they'll be hanging from the rafters. There was a massive crowd there last week uh, soaking up the win, and, uh, well, this is the culmination of it all tomorrow night. So hopefully he can get the job done. He's priced accordingly, but there's been good interest in Swayze. Yeah, this is going to be very interesting. So going through that uh, that field and the prices, so Hot and Treacherous, 13 Swayze, $5. Turn it up, 31 Expensive Ego, 101 Magnificent Storm, 41 uh, The Emergency Manila Playboy, $151. Big Wheels, 151 Blacks of Dance, 101 Leap to Fame, $1.35. Spirit of St. Louis, 15 Macdan, 41 Amore Vita, 81 And Typo, $71. So... He's all the rage, $1.35, but as you said, it's his older half-brother, Swayze, that's creating the interest. And uh, there's plenty tipping it as well. Like, it opened $9 after the barrier draw. Uh, it's into five. It's been that way for a couple of days now. It hasn't moved. Uh, the five leap to fame opened at 125 with that support for Swayze. He's out to 135 and that really is the end of it, Chris. I mean, you look down this field, and we've got some wonderful... Uh, Wonderful horses in it that are massive odds, and they're a lot, lot bigger now than what they were beforehand. As an example, uh, Hot and Treacherous nine out to thirteen from the Good brand, uh, Barrier, turn it up seventeen to thirty-one. Magnificent Storm, there was interest in him last week. He's been twenty-three to forty-one. Black Sedance, uh, the track record a lot of forty-one to one hundred one. Spirit of St Louis was a good second last week at fifteen, but he's been around about that mark. But it looks like punters view it as a two-horse race. The early push was definitely with Swayze, but I think coming uh, coming into the race tomorrow, and we did see this last week, uh, you know, those that joined in on race day were quite happy to take any price at all. He touched the dollar forty at one stage, leap to fame after being yeah. what two dollars. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, so tomorrow night, 
if we have got a massive crowd turning up to, to witness this horse, uh, are they going to have their couple of dollars on? Or do you think that's the, the price he, he starts tomorrow night, $1.35? Uh, I, I think he'll start a little bit shorter, uh, just due to that, that groundswell of support in pretty much the same vein as we saw last week. Once these good horses are odds on, come race day and the big races, Chris, punters are more than happy to cop any odds at all. Swayze is the interesting one. Now, I'm tipping the pros stepped into that $9 on Monday when the barrier draw was conducted. The money has dried up. Where do you go to after that? Well, I don't know. It's going to be a really good race for things like um, trifectas, first fours, etc. Just on those jackpots. There's a massive uh, UTAB jackpot tomorrow night on the Quadrella, which is races five to eight. So this will be the last leg. 110,000 is the jackpot. Uh, they expect that. The uh, prospective uh, pool is $500,000. So if you can yeah. find the first three legs, um, happy days if you're into that favourite in the last leg. Well, I tell you what, I think it's really gettable, the quaddy tomorrow night as well, just digressing okay. for a moment. I think the best bet of the night comes up in that first leg. And then you've got a dollar twenty shot in the Derby. The Oaks is going to be the value race potentially, and then mm. you bring it home with Leap to Fame. So it's very gettable that quaddy tomorrow night. And even if you did take Swayze, more often than not, if you can get a shorty beat, and obviously you, you get you know the the value is extrapolated out more than what the price is, if you know what I mean. So mm. you know you might want to take a, a smaller percentage for Swayze, but it's going to be a lot of money driven through. Uh, that quadrilla tomorrow night, and you're quite right, the, the Lost Storm's a red-hot favourite anyway, so maybe there's two free hits there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go to the Oaks, race number seven, and this is the race that could throw up a little bit of a, a surprise or a little bit of value. We've got the favourite as Jewel Melody at $2.15, Madrigal 61, Sky Blue 12, Mullum Ruby 151, Promised Land 23, $2.50 Peaceful, Jewel Melody, $2.15. No Dramas, 9 Tintin Joe, $8.50. Talk Like Motion, 41 Windy Hill Tara, 13 Cheerleader, 34 San Maria at $151. Are they mm. getting behind the favourite, Jared? No. No, Jewel Melody's mm. been a drifter. Two out to two fifteen. Peaceful has remained at $2.50. Uh, maybe the chances don't end there, Chris. I'll be interested in your thoughts because they've chipped away at a couple of others. There's been some interesting sky blue at $12, number two. Uh, head down to number eight, no dramas. Has been thirty-one. Uh, sorry, nineteen into nine dollars. Nine tin tin Joe, thirteen into eight fifty. And the other one that's uh, had a bit of support there is Windy Hill Tara, number eleven, which has been seventeen into thirteen. So I suppose the two that have firmed noticeably from the opening market are the eight and the nine, uh, nearly double figures still. But yeah, there's a bit of a set against that favourite, Jewel Melody. Mm. And, and to her defence, she hasn't come up with uh, many good draws so far during this campaign, but she's continuing to race in super form. She is a last start winner of the South East Oaks and fillies that have uh, done the double. Well, there's quite a few in recent times. So it's going to be interesting. I think she's going to have to earn it uh, if she is to walk away with the trophy there, Jared. But uh, the draws made it tough for her. There's no question about that. But I'm going to tip her. But I won't be shocked if if she goes okay. under and there is a bit of a blowout there. So that's the leg we've got to play wide in. So uh, those two as... that I mentioned, do you rate them at all? Yep. No dramas and Tintin Joe? Uh, Tintin Joe, yes. No dramas going really well. Barrier draw, just potentially sticky for her. She she could just get buried on the inside. Tintin Joe was awesome behind Jewel Melody. I think she's got a terrific chance. I think Sky Blue, the local, we spoke with trainer Jason Carkey yesterday. I think she'll run a ripping race. 
Uh, I think cheerleader, another local filly. Uh, she was really good in the southeast oak. She just needs that little bit of tempo. So if they overdo it, she can get home strongly. Windy Hill Tara is a New South Wales Oaks winner, but she hasn't started for some time. She was scratched out of the southeast oak, so a little bit of a concern there. Okay. Uh, Promised Land was more than okay in the southeast oak. So I'm against Peaceful. I, I, I just I'm, I'm not sure where she's at right now, and I don't think she's had the right prep to, to win a Group One race. So I'll oppose her. I'll leave her out of the quaddy and play a little bit wider uh, with the favourite Jewel Melody. So. That's going to be a good race. Can she do it, Jewel Melody? She is chasing her fifth Group 1 race tomorrow night. She had a, uh, a wonderful season last year, and she's chasing another big Group 1 tomorrow night. Now, the Derby. This is very short. The Lost Storm. Uh, you saw him here last week. He was able to flex his muscles. And he's a machine, he just isn't he? Oh, isn't he a powerful-looking colt? Yeah, but oh, you, you know when you, you're just watching these really good paces, and I suppose to a lesser degree trotters, and their action is so fluent, and when they release the brakes, how they just explode away. That's yeah. what he did last week, the Lost Storm. So a dollar twenty-two as it stands right now. Uh, next in betting, we're looking at ten dollars on deadline. Who won the Southeast Derby? Is there any sort of interest away from the favourite? No. No, it opened a dollar thirty. Um, was a dollar twenty-five for a little while yesterday, and this morning updates at a dollar twenty-two. So, I suspect Chris that um, because there's no real big single or head-to-head action, multi-action. It's it's all multis with um, with it. Uh, obviously, leap to fame. A couple of other shorties in. Uh, rocking with attitude, so that's where the activity is. I mean, you've got those ones behind it in the market. You did touch on on deadline at ten. It's been eight out to ten. But no, there's there's nothing there for for any of the others. So uh, it'll it'll be pretty short come tomorrow night. Okay. Well, he gets a perfect opportunity, Jared. As we know, he's got a spot in the uh, the Eureka. He is representing Tab in the Eureka. He yeah, might make lucky a statement there. here. Yeah, and he might make a statement tomorrow night. Like he's only a three year old. He's got to go up against the big boys like Leap the Fame, Catch Away, Captain Ravishing. But maybe this is the perfect stage for him to say, "Hey, hey fellas, don't forget about me." Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, the Eureka, uh, what is it, six weeks away, and obviously yeah. Leap to Fame on the back of that win last week uh, toughened up again. We still don't know about a couple of these others, but, you know, being, being part of the tab, I know we're pretty happy with our, our slot there, uh, which is um, the Lost Storm. He's still $8, and he's $2.75 a place, which seems attractive to me. Leap to Fame, obviously the favourite too, catch away three fifty, Captain Ravishing at 5 So... Oh, and the other one I should mention is Speak the Truth, which, of course, got the ticket in um, with that win last week in the Hayden. So it's a $26 chance. But, uh, yeah, it's not far away. Mm, it's building. There's no question about it. Uh, the Group 1 Trotters Cup Race 5. This is the first leg of the quaddy. The emergency is Hammers Law, $18. We've got CK Spur, 12. Jack of Watch, 41. Majestic Trio, 650. Red Castleton, 34. Sugar and Spice, 5. Van Sank, 10. Majestic Harry, 41. Sir Fahrenheit, 34. Doff Your Cap, 950. Phoebeonics, 81. Adele, 260. Call Me Trouble, 750. So the favourite is Adele at $2.60. Where's the money going here? Would I be right in saying this was your other banker in the quaddy? Adele? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well... They haven't missed it um, in a race that's got a fair amount of depth in it on paper, and it did price-wise as well. But open three forty now into two dollars sixty. Others in the market, well, they've all pretty much drifted. Sugar and spice has been four twenty out to five. 
Uh, Majestic Trio has been 440 out to 650. Uh, CK Spur, they butted up again on it at the big odds from, from Barrier 2 there. It's been 26 into 12, Chris, but outside of that favourite Adele, uh, the rest have either held their place or they've all gone... Oh, little bit of interesting call me trouble, 850 into 750, but that's just... Uh, yeah, it's small money there, but Adele clearly the one there, number 12. Yeah, she was the eye-catcher last week out of the Trotters' sprint. I think she'll appreciate the extra trip tomorrow night, and this is her grand final. They've been targeting this race for quite some time, and I think she's right on the money. So her sectionals were super. So with a little bit of luck, I think she's going to prove hard to beat. Doc, your cap started favourite in this race last year. He's at $9.50. So that just shows there's a bit of depth in the, uh, the Queensland Trotters' Cup which comes through as race number five. The other major race tomorrow night, and this is a good race. This is the four-year-old championship, race three. So several of the horses that contested the Rising Sun back up here, and maybe it's another opportunity for a few to stamp their sort of claim to pick up a slot in the other mm. tab, Eureka. Uh, can't find a better man's the favourite. He's ineligible for the Eureka being New Zealand bred. He's 240. Musclebar, 26. My ultimate Ronnie, he's in the Eureka, 550. Away we go, 151, Future Assured, 81, James Cagney, 34, Scratch Danger Zone, Cobber, 290, Captain Shuffles, 21, Tim's a Trooper, 7, Elder Revelry, 151, He's Charlie's Angel and Bubba Scrub, 41 each of two. So the two Eureka runners here that really need to perform, uh, Tim's a Trooper and Cobber. Mm. Well, fascinating market, this one, because when it went up, can't find a better man in Cobber with four dollars. Now they've both shortened. However, of the of that duo, can't find a better man is clearly the most popular. It's into two dollars forty. Others in the market, my ultimate Ronnie, has been four forty out to five fifty. All of these roughies are, are much much bigger than what they open. Cobber four dollars now two dollars ninety. Tim's a trooper five fifty out to seven. And uh, as I said, all of those roughies are out. So. I guess in summing up, it sounds strange that the two that had the market both shortened, but when you have a look at it in context, everything else has gone right out. So uh, can't find a better man in Cobra. The two they've latched on too early, but in particular can't find a better man. Okay. Uh, We've got a shorty in the Lost Dawn. We've got a shorty in Leap the Fame. But there's one that's even shorter tomorrow night. Going around in a feature race, the last event, the Trotters Derby. It's this star Victorian filly. Rocking with attitude. She was able to win the Oaks last week, Jared. Uh, she went off at a very short quote last week. She's a dollar ten against the boys tomorrow night. She's already done the double in Sydney, the New South Wales Oaks and Derby. She's looking to do the double double tomorrow night here in Queensland, and then she's a chance of going home and doing um, the triple double, if you want to call it that. But she's a very short quote. Is there any interest, or is it multi-action? No, it's all multis, uh, and she was a pretty similar quote last week. When we got to the last race, well, those last two favourites were the Lost Storm and Rockin' with Attitude, and just just through the multis that were alive, um, both with Leap to Fame and some other sporting events that were going on, they sort of shortened by default anyway. I suspect the same thing will happen here if, if those shorties win earlier in the night. It's already been a dollar fifteen into a dollar ten, so there's plenty of multi action there. The only other one in the in the market is Razzle Me, Dazzle Me, three seventy out to four forty. If you like it, I think you'll be able to do better tomorrow. Okay, if you're building a multi for Albion Park, those heading along trackside, what are we looking at? Well, we are going to start with race three, number one, can't find a better man at $2.40. Race five, number 12, Adele. 
And we'll throw in the Lost Storm, uh, race six, number six, which is currently $1.22. Might just sit on the fence with Leap to Fame, or if you want to take it, by all means take it when that race comes along. And if you're still alive in your multi, perhaps have a saver on Swayze. But those first three, they have been very well supported. Can't find a better man, Adele, uh, definitely Adele, and the Last Storm. Okay. Do you think he'll do it tomorrow night, Jerry? Uh, well, that's one I don't know. But all, everybody I've asked this week has said yes. Last week, oh, maybe. There's a lot can go wrong. Well, a few things did go wrong last week. He was in awful trouble down the back. I can remember yeah. I, I was sitting in that in that studio with Ryan Phelan beside me, and down the back straight there, I said to him, will it win? That was a question <laughs> I had in my own mind. Well, surely it can't win from there. And he said, don't think so. And then when uh, Brittany Graham joined us uh, in the studio a little bit later, I said, did you think he was going to win? And she said, I didn't think so because he was going nowhere out there. The horse in front of him wasn't carting him into the race. And bearing mm. in mind you know, who he was following home, it just wasn't possible. But he went past them like they were nailed to the ground. And uh, that, that horse has got an amazing, uh, amazing speed on the turns. You very rarely yeah. see that. Yeah, it's a good point, especially like he was so wide on the turn last week, but yeah. he was just able to slingshot off that final bend and put it to bed so quickly. So, yeah, it's going to be fascinating. It yeah, when, so I, when I, I left I, there, when I, there was a, still a big crowd there after the last night. I left and I ran into a group of young fellas. Young fellas, they were about 30. Uh, There's about 10 of them, and I said, uh, how'd you go? And I said, well, we only had a couple of bets, but we came because Leap to Fame was in. And that's the only reason they went last week. And I said, well, I guess you'll be here next week. I said, we'll be the first ones there. That's the other thing yeah. tomorrow night. Get there early because um, it'll be standing room only later in the night. Yep, absolutely. So that main race at 8.50 tomorrow night. As I said, Jared, you've been awesome, uh, not only with the radio coverage, but on uh, the Sky Active, Sky Thoroughbred Central coverage. So looking forward to it tomorrow night and hopefully he, he can do it. Yeah, just on that. So Sky Racing Active, I'm not sure what time we get underway. I think it's about 4.30 or 4.45 before the first race. So that'll be non-stop. And then we will join Sky Racing Active, I think, from around about 7 o'clock onwards. And again, that'll be non-stop. So uh, we'll have Ryan there with his with his form lines. He's been terrific with the form. Obviously, Britt, uh, with, the, with the driver's interviews before each race, always fascinating listening to that. And Greg O'Connor from New Zealand to add some colour uh, with some of the connections drivers, owners, etc. So all bases covered there tomorrow night. And, of course, your wonderful calls, Chris. I don't know whether you can do any better than what you've done the last two weeks, but we'll see. We'll see what you produce. Because <laughs> well, I've been I'm outstanding. Looking to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'll see you trackside tomorrow night. Uh, more importantly, what do we do today first? I need some money today. Can't help you today. What do you mean? We're you not calling help? tonight. Oh, okay. So I haven't, haven't looked at anything tonight for Rickless, okay. so... We've got to wait for tomorrow night. All right, we'll launch tomorrow night. Okay. That's it. See you trackside. Thanks, Chris. There's Jared Daffy from Tab. You can check out all those prices and much more, tab.com.au, and they'll be able to uh, hopefully point you in the right direction for Elbian Park tomorrow night. It's a wonderful card of racing. Really looking forward to it. The big one, race eight at 8.50. Ryan Spice is going to be trackside tomorrow night like he was last week, taking in leap to fame. He joins us now. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Does he win again? Yeah, I think he gets the job done. Okay. Is it easy? No, I don't think it'll be easy. I think he'll be made to earn it, but uh, 
He's a real good horse, Chris. He'll prevail, and we get to see him for the fourth time this carnival, so can't wait. Okay, is it his big brother that's going to take it up to him? Is he looming as the main danger? Yeah, I think Swayze will be on the front end at some point, and he'll be setting a cracking tempo. League to Fame's going to have to get out and chase him, so he'll be made to earn it. Okay. What have you come up with as far as a uh, good thing or two for tomorrow night? Chris, I'm going to tip you an Emma Stewart double, race two, number seven, Soho Historia, into race six, number six, the Lost Storm, the favourite, the Derby. Pop them together with Tab, that comes out to a dollar ninety. Okay, so an Emma Stewart double. She had a treble last week. Two by seven, Soho Historia, into six by six, the Lost Storm, a dollar ninety right now with Tab. Perfect. And then we might just throw it all on Leap the Fame. <laughs> Wait for his price to drift, hopefully. All right. I appreciate the time this morning. We'll see you trackside tomorrow night. No worries. Thanks, mate. There's Ryan Spice joining us. Uh, he's keen on the Emma Stewart double tomorrow night. Two by seven. Soho Astoria. She was awesome last week. Uh, running fourth after setting that brilliant early speed. $1.55 currently. And we'll go all up into the derby. Race six, number six, the Lost Storm. And currently with a tab, the Lost Storm is trading at $1.22. Greg O'Connor's going to be trackside tomorrow night. He's been trackside right throughout the Albion Park Carnival. And I'm sure he's looking forward to tomorrow night. Greg, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Chris. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. Another opportunity to see Larry in the flesh and uh, see what he's able to do against this uh, very solid Grand Circuit field, I would describe it as. And, of course, all of the talk coming out of the Grimson campers, he thinks the half-brother can beat him. Do you subscribe to that theory, or do you think it's Larry's race to lose? Absolutely, I think it's his race to lose. Do I think he'll win it? Yes, I do. But it's going to be intriguing, isn't it? Especially what happens at the start. Who gets the lead early? We know that'll be turn it up, but... Does Swayze then press forward and get the lead? Is Magnificent Storm the one to get there first? I don't see them going back at the start either. And then the other intriguing part for me, Chris, is where Spirit of St. Louis gets to, because logic would say he'd drop straight onto Leap to Fame's back. But once he does that, when does Grant Dixon move? So far, he's made all the right moves with this horse, and I'm picking he'll want to be in the first couple lap out and therefore, Spirit of St. Louis will have to make a bit more of a sustained run on his own after following the superstar up last week. He went great, Spirit of St. Louis, but I don't believe he'll be able to make his own lap and beat either him or Swayze. Mm. Just looking at Spirit of St. Louis' big race record, second in the Sunshine Sprint last week, second in the Nullarbor, second in the Miracle Mile, second in the Blacks of Fake last year, second in the Sunshine Sprint last year. He was a runner-up in the Miracle Mile last year, a runner-up in the Hunter Cup. That's a lot of seconds in big races. So no one would begrudge him if he was able to cause that upset because he's been so close in so many big ones. Yeah, and he's just so genuine, you know. He, he would thoroughly deserve to get one. I just can't see it being this year, though, because he's going to have to run past his two biggest rivals, uh, and, and, and do more work than them to be able to do that. The other ones that have got a, a, a part to play in it, Hot and Treacherous is low-flying. He sits on the markers the whole way. How far back on the fence he gets will determine whether he's a top three or top four chance. Um, and, and obviously, Turn It Up, who finished third last year, although it's not his ideal distance, he's such a good stayer and he's an Auckland Cup winner, so 
he he's got a part to play too. And you know, I, I feel a little bit for the Mac Dan camp and and also more Vita because I just can't see how they can get into the race. We know the quality of both of those, but you can see what I mean. If you take Leap to Fame to the sort of the similar extent, Swayze and Spirit of St Louis out of it, there's a whole lot of depth around it. So you know, there's plenty of ways to play this race. Mm, no doubt about it. Tell me this, if he, if he wins again tomorrow night, leave to fame, he then pushes on to the Eureka, and that's shaping as the race. Would you make the trek across the, uh, the Tasman to watch that race? Out of my own pocket, because it'll be yeah. it'll be worth being there on the night. So uh, I've already looked at the flights, Chris. You're almost reading my <laughs> mail, mate. Um, how would you not want to be there for that race? So... Uh, Yep, it's in my, on my radar for sure, mate, and it should be on any harness racing fans' radar because last year I came and watched Leap to Fame win the derby. This year, with the lost storm there, he looks the next star, and they're talking about the Eureka, and they're talking about winning it as well. Yeah, yeah it's going to be an interesting night tomorrow night, no question. Hey, just a quick one. Manhattan lines up again tomorrow night. She went down by a skinny margin last week behind Amore Vita in the Group 1 Golden Girl. Can she can she crack it tomorrow night from gate ten? Oh, it's not going to be easy. I, I would envisage what most people uh, will be thinking. Soho Astoria, who exploded off the arm in the Golden Girl, uh, she was first up too. She would have to improve. She'll go forward. Manhattan's going to have to come wide on the track. I don't see as much pressure as there was uh, in the Golden Girl last week. So it's not going to be easy for her. Can she win it? Yes. Um, but I'm sick of watching that replay, Chris, because I still think she held off a Moravita last week. <laughs> hey, you, you've been great through the carnival. I know you went home last year with so many great memories of Leap to Fame. I'm tipping you're going to have even more if he gets that big one tomorrow night. Yeah, definitely. And don't worry, I'll be spreading the word back in New Zealand, as I did last year, because I, I thought I'd seen something pretty special. And now he's, he's rubber-stamped that with his first two wins of the new Triple Crown, if you like, for the Queensland Carnival. Um, if he goes to the Eureka and then goes through the Inter-Dominion series, then we're starting to talk about a horse that's, um, you know, getting there with some of the best that I've ever seen. And um, then next year, hopefully we get to see him in New Zealand. There's no guarantee of that. But if we do, I reckon you'd be surprised how many people will come out of the woodwork to see him race. Yeah, fingers crossed that can uh, that can play out. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow tomorrow night. You'll be trackside. You'll be part of the Sky Team as well. So uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. Yeah, thanks for being so hospitable, mate. Anytime. Awesome. There's Greg O'Connor from New Zealand. So he'll be part of the, uh, the Sky Racing Active and Sky Thoroughbred Central coverage tomorrow night here at Albion Park. Let's go to Albion Park. Edgar Patterson, the social media manager for the club, joins us now. He's all uh, whipped up in a frenzy with Leap to Fame, looking to do the... Uh, the big clean sweep. He joins us now. Edgar, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How's things? How are we? Really well. Does he do it again tomorrow night, Larry? I think he does. And the club has got really in behind him with uh, the old Larry's Bar. And again, on uh, Saturday night, we are going to be giving away 250 Leap to Fame caps. Um, just sort of around the Labrooks, Blacks of Fake. And then there's also going to be 500 Leap to Fame Leap to Fame flags, which will be given away upon entry on Saturday night as well. So it's going to be decked out in a bit of black and white, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. So you're with Leap to Fame in the big one. Where do we find your best bet tomorrow night? Uh, look, I've, well, I was sort of in my shell from last week as I didn't tip a single winner. 
Um, so I'm looking to bounce back here, and I'm going to go with the Black Safe winner of last year, Majestic Cruiser, um, drawn on the back row here in race number one tomorrow night. He's been warming up to another victory, I think. His last half was in 53 seconds and change last start um, in behind Typo, who was impressive leading them up. And, yeah, hopefully Taylor Toll gets um, scratched because he's the emergency, and then Majestic Cruiser slots into two, the back row. And then from there, just he's we know how good he is with the sit sprint. So over that distance, he'll be he'll be one one of the ones with some fresh legs looking to come home late. Okay, currently with tab fixed price eight dollars two sixty the place. Good value there. Yes, yes, I'm going for a bit of value. I'm <laughs> looking to make some money back for the punters if they followed me. All right. For those that are listening this morning and thinking about heading along trackside tomorrow night to take in the action of Leap to Fame and they want to find out a bit more, best way to go, just ring the club or get on the club's website? Yep, get on the club's website. Um, most tickets have uh, sold out. Obviously, general admission is still available, so it is free to come along and get into the grandstand and watch the freak Leap to Fame run around. But if you want to make a night of it, uh, the home straight enclosure is available still. Um, for $89 per person and you get a three-hour drinks package. Um, obviously, members, if you haven't got here um, yet, the, the creek bar is open, so come upstairs there. And, uh, yeah, it should be a, a really good night. So hoping that uh, it's chock-a-block the creek. And we've also got an after-party in the creek bar that stops at 2 a.m. after the last race. So it's, it's going to be in full swing. Okay, plenty of live music by the sound of it. Yep, yep, we've got a saxophone DJ man coming up. So, yep, everyone's going to have their dancing shoes on and the creek will be rocking. All right, awesome. Hey, we'll see you trackside tomorrow night. Appreciate the time today. Yep, see you, mate. There's Edgar Patterson from the Albion Park Harness Racing Club joining us and uh, his value tip comes up in race one, nice and early. Race one, number 10, Majestic Cruiser. I know Darren Clayton's been pouring over all of the form for this 10-event card tomorrow night, none more so with that Grand Circuit event race number eight. He's got a lot to look forward to. I'm, I'm certain he's dipping leap to fame, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how he maps this race. Most expecting turn it up to lead and hand over, and most expecting it'll be Swayze that's first on the scene. So it's going to be very interesting to see how he sort of maps this race tomorrow night because that's the big key. How does this race sort of play out in that first 400, 500 metres? Turn it up, zooms across to the front, but what happens thereafter? Where does Hot and Treacherous end up? Where does Swayze end up? What do they do with Expensive Ego, Magnificent Storm? It's going to be very interesting. And how long does Grant Dixon sit with a leap to fame? Does he drive in for one run like he sort of did last week, or does he get into the action nice and early over the longer journey? So it's going to be very interesting to get the thoughts. Between them, these horses tomorrow night, 255 wins, and they've got earnings in excess of $7.22 million. It's a great lineup. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. How good is it going to be? It's been building, 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 and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's be bigger than a grand final. Well, as I said, the big question, tactically, how does this race play out? Everyone's got turn it up leading. And most are thinking that Swayze's going to be the first one there and he'll hand straight over. How do you see it early? Yeah, well, it's really intriguing because we know, you know, uh, and everyone knows how quick Turn It Up is. And it's probably a case of he just goes to the front. But what happens there after all? Well, hot and Treacherous, 
Um, you know, he's he's no slouch. He can get out, but um, you know, you, you asked Shane Graham when you spoke to him earlier in the week. You know, is there a possibility that a chance hot and treacherous gets out for a retake? And um, you know, he, he sounded pretty cold on that idea. And under that scenario, Swayze from two just probably presses through. Expensive ego. He needs to be forward, but he's not going good enough. So what what do they sort of do? Magnificent Storm, he's probably there. He's out in no man's land. They've come across from the West and, um, you know, they've got into this big race. They've probably got to go forward earlier and find a spot. So, um, you know, big wheels out in seven. He will six with the emergency coming out. He likely goes back. So... I think Swayze eventually forces his way to the front. It's just um, what happens early. Does Nathan Dawson manage to get off the fence early? Because we know if Turn It Up, um, if Swayze forces the issue, well, then Turn It Up's likely hands up and that plant's hot and treacherous three fence. Do they want to be there or do they want to be in the running line? So, um, you know, there's a bit to play out. But I think the way it sort of shapes, we see Swayze find his way to the front. Okay, you don't think there's any possibility that Leap to Fame could end up in front of Swayze? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I don't know how that would would happen early. If um, so, he obviously follows through on the back of Swayze. So he'd need to find, um, you know, that expensive ego and magnificent storm would be needing to go back early, which would allow him the space to get around Swayze and get in front of him. So um, you could definitely entertain it. Um, if that were to happen and Leap to Fame gets to the front before the mile, then, um, you know, we all think they're already running for second. If he's in front by the mile, well, then I think they're definitely running for second. Mm. Uh, on Wednesday, you left me with that little uh, homework question, a little tease. We've got two sets of brothers here. So Big Wheels, Black Sedans, they're full brothers and Swayze and Leap the Fame, they're half brothers. Has this ever happened previously? Because I couldn't find anything where we've got two sets of brothers contesting a grand circuit of race. Yeah, I threw you a furphy there, Chris. I thought, um, you know, you're, you're too good, so I better throw you a, a little curveball question <laughs> that uh, doesn't have an answer. So, no, it, it hasn't happened before unless it's happened um, when they race with hickory shafts, and that's before my time. So um, from computer database systems, it's never happened before in a grand circuit race. Two sets of brothers. Um, I couldn't even find a set of brothers contesting a grand circuit race. So um, I'm sure it's there, and I'm sure someone will take great delight in pointing it out to me, but um, it hasn't, to my knowledge, happened. So, uh, And I guess the, the, the flip side of that, too, is you've got, a set of brothers that both went through a sales ring in Swayze and Leap to Fame. And then you've got a set of brothers that are both homebreds, raced and owned by their breeder um, right throughout their career. Yeah, it's quite fascinating. You know, you owe me an hour of my life uh, after sending me down that, uh, that path. Tell me this then. I'll throw some trivia questions your way with the Blacks of Fate. How many mares? We've got one starting tomorrow night, Amore Vita, backing up from her brilliant win last week in the Golden Girl. How many mares have won a, a feature open class race, whether it be a, a Blacks of Fake or a, a Queensland Pacing Championship in, in the race's history? Um, well, we've got the recent one. We've got Amazing Dream where she was able to win just a couple of years ago. So there's that one. And 
Um, the only other one I know of, and the only reason I know this is because she's one of my all-time favourite horses, and that's TaylorMade Lombo. And she won what was the Queensland Pacing Championship, and it was held on the Gold Coast on that occasion. I'm not mm. sure why it was at the Gold Coast, but um, interestingly driven on that occasion by Chris Alford and here we see him again a border mare in a Moray Vita so um, can it happen twice um, with, within the century yeah, well we've had uh, quite a number of mares contest the, uh, the big grand circuit race here in Queensland Gerardo's Delight in the same year Amazing Dream 1, Alenia, Carla's Pixel Joy's a Babe, Forever Gold twice she was a runner up in this race a number of years ago, Al Sixpence speaking of Chris Alford Who's won more Grand Circuit races, Chris Alford or Luke McCarthy? Oh, well, that would be, well, I'd have to say Luke. No, no. How about, I'll, I'll go, I'll have a dollar each way, tied. Uh, no, there, there's a winner. Uh, Chris Alford, 20 Grand Circuit victories. Luke McCarthy, 18. There's only two other drivers in this race with Grand Circuit wins. Cam Hart, he's got two. Grant Dixon's got one, aiming for two tomorrow night with Larry. What about the trainers? Out of the trainers tomorrow night, who do you reckon's got the most Grand Circuit victories? Well, if Luke's got the most or there, you'd have to say Belinda McCarthy. Yeah, easily, easily. Seven Grand Circuit wins as a, uh, as a trainer. Emma Stewart, Jason Grimson, three each. Grant Dixon with one. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, four-year-olds, Leap to Fame's a four-year-old. Uh, how many four-year-olds do you reckon have won this race in recent times? Uh, well, Amazing Dream. So we go back to her. She would have been four. But outside of that, I wouldn't imagine there'd be many because, um, yeah, like like we said, the, the change in season, there wouldn't have been too many four-year-olds contest uh, a Queensland Pacing Championship as it was then because that would have been at the start of the season because it was traditionally held in October and perhaps maybe when it was a Winter Cup version there might have been a few. Uh, Colt 31 was four when he won a few years ago. There and we the go. year so before that, Let It Ride was a four-year-old. Well, there you go. So there's um, certainly a couple there in uh, recent times adding in Amazing Dream. Okay, but you're with Leap to Fame. What are the dangers if we're playing the exotics? Quinella's exactors, trifectas, first fours. Yeah, I've got Hot and Treacherous in there. He just needs an ounce of luck. He was really good last week, um, given a super drive, slicing between runners. He sort of had to, to take some luck there when he saw Leap to Fame was going nowhere and um, Nathan Dawson nearly pinched that advantage, just got run down on the line. It was a really good effort there. I think Spirit of St. Louis, he's the obvious one. Um, interesting hearing the thoughts of Greg O'Connor there. He thinks if Leap to Fame goes early, well, then Spirit of St. Louis is in a, in a world of pain thereafter. But I, I just think that um, Grant Dixon might just wait for the, for one opportunity here, and that'll give Spirit of St. Louis a cart into the race, I think. So uh, I think you certainly need to include them. Uh, outside of those, um, yeah, I, I think... Mac Dan can certainly, he was completely luckless last week, carted out of the race behind uh, Better Zippet, who just absolutely hoisted the white flag. So um, he was lost all his momentum, got no favours out in 11. And the one on the up that I think um, might just shock a few is Typo. Okay, so that's the uh, the Blacks of Fake Race 8 tomorrow night. I'll get your thoughts quickly on the Oaks and Derby. 
uh, the Oaks. Um, interestingly, eight of the last 10 New Zealand bred winners, there's only one New Zealand bred filly starting tomorrow night, that's Madrigal. And since 2000, only four Queensland trained winners. So five-star comfort 01, Sparkling Melody 02, All Promises 06, and Forever Goal was the last Queensland trained filly to win her home state Oaks. Who are you tipping tomorrow night? I've got dual melody on top, but without any great deal of confidence. I don't think there's any value in the market at all, either with dual melody um, or even seeing the fact that peaceful second favourite. So I think we can find some value there. I think if you're playing around uh, looking for that, I think Sky Blue will be uh, run a really good race tomorrow night. She can find the pegs first and from there sort of have options thereafter. Her run in the South East Oaks was super um, outside of that, no dramas. There's certainly a run on chance. She just um, hits gridlock every time. So I've got Jewel Melody on top, but uh, I think he can play wide in that leg of the quaddy and Sky Blue, I think, can run a race. OK, the derby is race six. It's all about the lost storm. Emma Stewart's first Queensland derby runner. Uh, the, the race has been run at this distance of 2680 since 2003. So we're going to sort the men out from the boys here. Is he a lock tomorrow night, the Lost Storm? I think so. Uh, I think he just finds the front at some point. Uh, if he finds the front before a mile, then um, I think it's times and margins because he just stacked them and racked them last week. Um, Mark Pitty packed his balaclava in the bag. He stole that race last week. No one was prepared to test him and um, only had to run home sub-26. He won't get it that easy this time. It's a $150,000 Group 1 race. That said... I can't see who uh, really wants to put it to him. So I think it's uh, a case of the lost storm number could already be in the frame. I'm giving an each way hope to Artie's flash, completely luckless in the JC McMullen and the only runner in this field that's ever raced beyond 13 furlongs. Okay, Queensland train. Since 2000, there's been eight Queensland train winners of the derby. As far as the South East derby, Queensland derby double, there's been 10 in recent times, so American Dealer was the last. Self-assured, the more the better. Men and Gate, bling it on. Majestic Mac, best deal yet. For a reason, tip your hat, slip and slide. What's your best bet tomorrow night? Yeah, uh, my best bet comes up in race three. It's horse number one. Can't find a better man. Gets the perfect map, I think, on the back of my old McRonny. Um only concern I do have a little bit is this pressure, but I don't think that matters. Can't find a better man. He's super off speed and he wins that race. Race three, horse one. Okay, that's the best bet. The dashboard, is that up and running uh, as we speak? Yeah, certainly is. That's up and about. Uh, it's got that best bet. It's got early quaddy, quaddy numbers. I think, um, as you mentioned with Jared, I think that's a gettable quaddy. You can lock in the two sixes in legs two and four. Um, uh, sorry, six and nine. That'll be the Lost Storm and Leap to Fame and then play wide in the trot and in the Oaks and we can get around that. Got a bit of a ride up, Jewel Melody, Adele, Driver to Follow, Nathan Dawson, Manhattan, Captain Shuffles, Adele, Sky Blue, Hot and Treacherous and Not Without Hope on Bronski Delight who I think might just be able to pinch that Oaks consolation. Yeah, it's a good book of drives, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is and... Uh, it, uh, it would be no surprise for him to win a few. And we know the way he's driving at the moment, he can certainly get one home. OK, just mentioning that quaddy, it is expected to tip uh, over half a million dollars. So I'll just get your thoughts there just quickly. So we're going to stand out the lost storm and leap to fame. So races five and seven, how many do we need to play there? 
So I think in race five, even though Adele, I, I clearly think, can win, we'll just play around because she can do a few things wrong. So I'm going 6, 10, 12, 13. So Sugar and Spice, last week's mile winner. Uh, Doff Your Cap is the new runner into the race this week. I think he can run a good race off cover and call me trouble. Um, he's certainly uh, profiling the right way. Big DJA heat win after uh, two starts ago. And then in the Oaks, I'm going two, Sky Blue, five, Peaceful, just throwing her in, but um, I don't think we need to. Six, Dual Melody, eight, No Dramas, nine, Tintin Joe, and 11, Windy Hill Tara. First up uh, will be a big ask, but Steve and Amanda Turnbull, never discount anyone from Bathurst, Chris. Yeah, indeed. I've learned that uh, many, many times. Hey, uh I gave Jared nothing earlier. Uh, have you got a winner for Redcliffe? So can we fill our pockets tonight with a winner at Redcliffe so we can come here cashed up tomorrow night? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a good card there tonight at Redcliffe. And um, I think we can get the money early. Race one, rocks all diamonds. And don't worry about it being rocks. It'll be all diamonds tonight. Perfect gate for him. He's got a great Redcliffe record and he's going super. Um so, yeah, he can even do it in front tonight. He's normally a hand-up horse, but either in front or taking a trail, he gets the job done. 1-1, one, one. rocks or diamonds. Don't worry about the rocks. It's all diamonds. Okay, 3.20 with Tam, fixed price. Darren, as always, really appreciate the time. Can't wait to see you trackside tomorrow night and taking in all of this great action, and hopefully Big Larry gets the job done. Yeah, looking forward to it, Chris. It's, we'll be like kids in a candy shop tomorrow.